What is up, my AGP fam? It is your host, as always, Ricky Gray Jr., and this week, we're going to be talking about the Dubs versus the Trailblazers and Bucks versus the Raptors. Should be a pretty exciting couple of series that we got there, so we're going to be breaking down all of the teams to find the strengths and the weaknesses, making predictions for who wins the series, and predicting who's going to win the whole freaking thing. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Ricky Gray Jr., and this is All Good Points. Now let's get to it. What's going on, guys? I am so happy to be back night before recording. Uh, some of the previous episodes had been uh, recorded like previously. I don't know if previous and previous makes sense right there. Um, but yeah, I was uh, recording things previously and releasing them as we go along. So tonight is like the first night that I am back right in front of a mic hours before it gets released. Um, and I love every second of that. It just kind of puts the pressure on, you know, you're feeling really good. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the Western Conference. We're talking Dubs versus Trailblazers, Dame versus Steph. Starting off, the first thing that I'm going to point out is that Golden State has the home court. Honestly, I don't see them losing a home game, which, I mean, that technically gives them the series already. Uh, so I could technically end that there, but I'm not going to. In the event that they did lose a home game, I'm not going to say that it would surprise me um, because, you know, anything can happen. It's an any given Sunday kind of deal. But at the same time, I don't see that happening. Um, if it does, though, in the event that it does, um, they did lose two home games uh, against the Clippers. So it is possible for them to lose at home. But what we're going to do is take a look at Golden State's postseason so far. Okay, so they closed out the Clippers 4-2, which I already mentioned. Clippers won two games at home, but they were able to close them out 4-2. Then they moved on to the Rockets, didn't lose one game at home, and closed them out 4-2. So that kind of gives you an idea behind Golden State, right? So the Rockets are obviously a better team than the Clippers, clearly. Um, but it didn't, it didn't stop Golden State from closing them out four to two. And I understand that you guys are thinking, you know, hey, that's only one game away from being a seven game series. And I get that. I get that. At the same time, though, closing a team out four to two is is quick. You're not giving them the chance to even battle back. Like it's just no, not losing at home. Like Golden State just has a way about them, which is what we're going to get into. Now, they did have to play the Rockets. Now, the, the Rockets is the Rockets are um, one of the toughest teams to play solely bla- solely based, Jesus Christ, solely based off of the fact that they are such a clever team. Now, we can talk about, you know, Flop City and, and things like that. We can talk about that. The only thing that I'm going to point out is that the Rockets have figured out a way to score without scoring. There's, there's very minimal... Um, margin for error in what they're doing. Because if they don't get a call, which is really what we started to see down the line in their series with Golden State, if they don't get a call, that kind of is the linchpin of their easy buckets, right? James Harden jumps, he comes down, he makes sure that he's in the area of the defender. So it looks like the defender did not give him enough room to land. He gets to go to the line. If it's, you know, a fake three that he's shooting or whatever, he gets to go to line, shoot three. He's great from the free throw line. He makes those three easy three points, right? Chris Paul does the same thing. Um, so they were kind of like working in tandem to get these free points. Now, that's not, I don't like it. I'm just going to say that I don't like it. Um, 
but it's not illegal. It's not against the rules. And they've figured out a way to exploit the rules. That's what the Rockets did throughout the regular season. That's what they did in the postseason. And essentially, that's kind of why they lost, because that linchpin just stopped working. Refs weren't calling uh, calling fouls as much. Um, they were kind of like taking a deeper look into what was going on in those situations. Did Did James Harden angle himself? to where it seemed like he um, he was purposely trying to fall in the direction of the defender to cause a foul. There was a lot of things that were weighing into it. But them getting so wrapped up in that game and that style of play is really what caused the end of the Rockets and why the Rockets got booted after six games and they didn't get to um, continue on. Now, does that game go to a game seven? If that game goes to a game seven, do I think that the Rockets have a chance? Sure, every every team has a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors. That's not what that's not really I'm not saying that they're unbeatable because they're not necessarily unbeatable. They're very hard to beat, but you kind of have to think of it in the sense of um were is what the Rockets did enough to beat Golden State? And the answer is no, clearly. Basing your point scoring or your quick point scoring off of being able to draw fouls doesn't really it doesn't really work that way because you're going to get different refs every game so you don't know if that same ref is going to make that same call or that different ref or the new ref is going to make the same call you just don't know that so it's a it's a very interesting variable to throw in there and yes James Harden flops everywhere okay all of 90% of what he does is not getting fouled like he's not actually getting fouled had this talk a thousand times I can't stand it um but it is what it is, right? We kind of got to deal with it. They're out of the playoffs. Golden State moves on. Now, one of the things that the Trailblazers do well is play with a lot of grit and a lot of passion, right? A lot of grit and a lot of passion. That's the linchpin of the Trailblazers. They play very, very hard. They play fast. They play strong. They can They can play small like Golden State, so they have that as an advantage. They're able to, you know, You've got Dame hitting like crazy, crazy shots, and we're actually going to get to, we're going to talk about Dame and the cons too, but he's got a good supporting cast, um, CJ McCollum, Ines Cantor, he's got a very good supporting cast, so he's able to to do a lot with the pieces that he has, right? Um, they were able to beat Oklahoma City in five games, that is not an easy thing to do, Okay. Golden State is not a team that is not stacked, okay? You've got Russell Westbrook, PG-13. You've got uh, Thompson, uh, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, no, Stephen Adams. Why am I thinking Stephen? I'm thinking Stephen Thompson because of mixed martial arts. I don't know why that name was in my head, but Stephen Adams. You've got a lot of people, a lot of moving parts in Oklahoma City, and Oklahoma City is another one of those teams that play with a lot of grit and a lot of passion. It just didn't pan out for them this time. Right, it didn't pan out for Gold or uh, Oklahoma City this time. So the Trailblazers move on. They have a lot of things going for them. They're feeling pretty good. Okay, it's it's good to ride that high, right? Like it's really really good to ride that high. The only thing is, you have to take a look at their bench and how their bench is going to perform. So, looking at their bench, they have Hood, Seth Curry and Zach, uh, Zach Collins. Hood was uh, questionable up until later today. They said that he's going to play, which is good. So we're actually going to be able to see um, how well he can actually play, even though he was a little bit injured. 
Um, I like Seth Curry, but he's obviously not his brother. Obviously not. Zach Collins plays really well. Now, talking about the cons, okay? One of the biggest cons that I find is this most recent game against the Nuggets, right? And this is and this is a big deal because you can't have this. They shot 15% from the three-point line in game seven. You're not going to win a seven-game series against Golden State if you shoot 15% from three. Now, to tag that with Dame Lillard's stats, okay, he was three for 17 from, from the field goal, right? Two for 19, or two for nine from the three point line, and he played for 45 minutes. You can't have a game like that as the point guard, as the centerpiece of your whole team, because that's what Damian Lillard is. He is the centerpiece for that whole team. You can't do that in a game against people like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant when he comes back. You can't have an off night, right? Like there's there is no chance for you to go out there and have an off night. You can't do it. It's it's basically sending sentencing yourself to death is by having an off night against the Golden State Warriors. So, you you throw all of these things into the mix of like they have, you know, some grit, they have some passion. Uh CJ McCollum played really great and he picked up the slack in that game 7. Otherwise, we'd be talking about a completely different thing. We'd be talking about a completely different thing if CJ McCollum didn't pick up the slack. So, with that being said, you can't really you can't really think that, you know, they have too much of a chance, but you can't count them out. That's that's my whole point is that you can't count them out. You can't just because they had a bad game and I get that. You can't count them out for the whole series. The only thing I'm saying is one bad game against Golden State could mean your chance in the finals. You know, that that one bad game that you have against them, that could be it. Golden State could kick you out after one bad game. Just because they get the momentum going, and Golden State is a hard team to beat at home, you have to play them. So you at least have to take one of their games at home, at least. So this is this is not the time to to choke, right? Moving on, talking about Golden State, let's move on to their pros, okay? They have the best backcourt in the NBA, literally the best backcourt in the NBA. Secondly, their power forward, Draymond Green, averages 6.9 assists per game and leads the team. He's also fourth in the NBA. Your power forward is fourth in the NBA in assists. That is an unselfish power forward, okay? There's a lot of times where Draymond can score but he actually looks for an opportunity to create a bigger play or you know create three-point opportunities for clay or steph or kd like as much as i think draymond green is a problem when it comes to emotions um there's no denying that he actually is a hundred percent uh down for that team there's there's no denying that um another thing steph has averaged 50 percent over the last 10 games Steph's automatic, right? Like, I mean, everybody can see that. Everybody can see that he's automatic, right? Okay. So the other thing that I want to talk about when it comes to Steph is his counterpart, Clay Thompson. If Steph is having an off night where maybe he can't get the magic going in the beginning, guess who steps up? Clay Thompson. That's the way that it goes. They always have that extra body, that extra body. Oh, Steph is slipping. Clay's going to step up. Oh, Clay is slipping. KD's going to step up. 
That's the way that the Warriors work. They have three of the top scorers in the NBA. Okay, so with those three, they are able to do a lot of damage, right? And then you have unselfish players on their team like Draymond Green, like uh, like their bench, Sean Livingston, like Andre Iguodala. They have a bunch of non-selfish players that are just trying to make opportunities to uh, to score baskets. And that's that's the that's the whole thing. So now now I have to I have to talk about their cons because obviously with with the good comes the bad and just because they're the best team in basketball right now doesn't mean that they don't have some have some bad mixed in there. Uh number one thing for me I think is the is the worst part about the Warriors is that they rely very heavily on uh three points made. That's not necessarily a bad thing because they are a good shooting team. They can shoot well from 3, but at the end of the day you're going to run into a team that pressures you from three. And if that's your only way to generate points, it can get kind of dicey, right? Maybe you're having an off night. Maybe Steph is having an off night. He can't sink them that easily. Maybe it comes down to a last second basket and they're playing some pressure defense and you haven't been able to get your shot going. So you miss that final shot. There's a lot of things that weigh into that, right? So since there's so many things to weigh into that, I don't really like that they rely so heavily on uh, three points, uh, three pointers. Um, another thing, Katie is out for most likely the first two games. That's just from the updates of what they've said recently. I don't know if that has changed, but with these first two games, that gives Portland the chance to take those first two games. Do I think they're going to do it? No, no, I do not think that they're going to do it, but they have a chance, right? Everybody has a chance. There's always that possibility. There's always that small percentage. I'd give them like maybe, maybe like a 33% chance to actually win those first two games. Um, the other thing that I don't think that they are is uh, is very deep on the bench. I don't think they're as deep on the bench as Portland. Uh, but at the end of the day, I got to take the Warriors um, in this series. I'm taking them four to two. I do think they lose two games, but I think that they're going to be home games. And I think they win all of their um, all of their home games. I think the Warriors win all of their home games and they lose the two away games. That's that's just my theory. That's just the way that I see that. I see it as another 4-2 win for the Warriors and they move on. Um, I got to thank a quick sponsor and then we're going to be back with the Eastern Conference Finals, y'all. Allow me to paint a quick picture for you. You're getting ready to head out to the gym. You've got your pre-workout ready. You've got your protein sitting there, but uh-oh, you don't have a gym shaker. I've got a solution for you. Hit up gymshakers.ca, enter promo code AGPPOD at checkout for free shipping so you can get some of the coolest shakers that are out there on the market. Remember, gymshakers.ca, promo code AGPPOD at checkout for free shipping. Now, I'm just saying, you don't want to look like the guy that's got the water bottle with the pre-workout, all right? You got to look legit. That's why you need a gym shaker. So go to gymshakers.ca. Enter promo code AGPPOD at checkout so you can get shaken, baby. You got to be shaken. You got to shake it all the time, all right? Let's get back to the show. All right, guys. Now I'm going to talk about the fun stuff. Bucks versus Raptors. Kawhi versus Giannis. The Claw versus the Greek Freak. To me, this is going to be way more entertaining than the Western Conference Finals. Here's the thing. The Western Conference Finals is going to be a, it's going to be a breeze, okay? Look, here's the thing. They just lost, the Trailblazers just lost to Golden State. I think it was like 116 to 96. I just, you know what? Give me two seconds. I'll just look at it. 116 to 94. Okay. 116 to 94. 
Trailblazers lost. That's the first home game. And this is without, this is without Kevin Durant. No Kevin Durant. Steph Curry puts up 36 points, seven assists. It's crazy. Okay. So let's talk about some stuff that's actually going to be kind of competitive. Okay. Bucks versus Raptors. Now, first thing I want to point out, the Bucks beat Detroit in four, beat Boston in five, and now they enter against the Raptors with Kawhi and Kyle Lowry. Now, I understand what you guys might be thinking, right? The claw, right, is Kawhi. Kawhi and Kyle, that's going to be a solid matchup, right? I just said the Bucks beat Detroit in four and beat Boston in five. Boston has Kyrie Irving, Jason Tatum, um, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown. They're stacked. Boston is stacked, okay? Now, uh, on the other hand, the Bucks, they don't have very many well-known players, right? You got John, you got Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe. Those boys play great together, though. This matchup literally has all of the ingredients to be a seven-game series. But, but, I'm thinking the Bucks ended in six, right? Okay, so here, we got to break it down because I told you guys that I would break it down. First off, Toronto's pros. They have a healthy Kawhi Leonard. A healthy Kawhi Leonard literally means that you did whatever you could throughout the season to make sure that he could get you and push you through the postseason. Okay, so one thing I want to point out is that Toronto was really, really, really damn smart when it came to making sure he wasn't playing back-to-back games, making sure that he wasn't getting too heavy of a workload, making sure that they rested him when they needed to. Good on Toronto. Honestly, good on Toronto for doing that. They knew that they were going to be making a playoff push and they needed Kawhi. So they made sure that they did whatever they could to make sure that he wasn't going to have any problems, right? Okay, so moving on. Ninth in points allowed. That's great. That's just great defense. But when you have the claw on your team, you can expect great defense, right? Who's expecting anything less from Kawhi Leonard? You know he plays great defense. They're riding the high of beating the 76ers. The 76ers, great team, right? Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot, though. Okay, so that's just just a quick timeout. I was actually talking to my brother about this a couple nights ago. I don't understand why Ben Simmons hasn't been trying to reach out to fellow NBA stars and be like, hey, can you teach me how to shoot better? Can you teach me how to how to actually be a threat from beyond the arc? Can you teach me this so I can actually up my game instead of just being like 100% from mid-range? That's great. But in this league, you need to be able to shoot from three. Also, quick announcement, the Pelicans got the number one pick, so more than likely they're going to take Zion Williamson. Will that convince AD to stay? I don't think so. But anyways, um, moving on to, to, uh, to Toronto's cons, there's only two players on that team that average over 15 points per game. That's Kawhi and Pascal. Okay. Lowry's average, he's averaging 23% from field goals against Milwaukee. And he averaged 5% from three against Milwaukee. So clearly Kyle Lowry does not play very well against the Bucks. That's going to be a big thing. Now in the series, the Bucks went Three and one against Toronto in the regular season, so the Bucks kind of already have Toronto's number. That's that's really what I'm pointing out here is that the Bucks have Toronto's number. Now let's talk about the Bucks. Pros, confidence is higher than ever. They swept the Pistons and then they smacked the Celtics four to one. You can't tell me that in a league or in a against a team that has uh, Kyrie Irving, you go in there, you smack them around, you beat them four to one. 
and you're not riding a high of confidence. You have to be. There's no way that you're not riding a high of confidence right there. So riding that high is going to be very important. That builds confidence, right? So they're first in points per game in the league, first in rebounds per game. They're, they're bench mob, right? They've got Malcolm Brogdon. He's a great six man. Uh, George Hill, Pat helped out the, they helped the Bucks win uh, games three, four, and five against the Celtics, right? Giannis is easily the most athletic player in the league. Honestly, okay? They have a great defense too. 11 points allowed. Or 11th in points allowed. Sorry, I'm getting excited. When I start talking about the Bucks, I get a little bit excited though. Okay, so cons though. They do rely heavily on Giannis to score their points, right? Giannis is the Giannis is the center of that team. The reason why that team is so good is because of Giannis, okay? Now, it's not to try to take anything away from Eric Bledsoe, but at the same time, Eric Bledsoe wouldn't be doing as good if it wasn't for Giannis. That's just, that's a fact, okay? It's a fact. Um, And then, you know, last thing is kind of Paul Gasol being out for the remainder of the year. That's a good, that's like a good five to have. You know, that's a good four and five to have. Even if you're playing small, that's a really good guy to have. Um, Really good point scorer, really good opportunity, uh, opportunity scorer he actually creates a lot of plays uh he great passer really really smart very high basketball intelligence so missing him is going to be a big issue now all in all these two teams are on a head-on collision for an exciting series but at the end of the day i've got to take the bucks right it could go seven but i actually think it's going to be bucks in six so at the end of the day i'm going to say bucks win this game in six Golden State wins their series in six. All right, so yeah, Bucks win their series in six. Golden State wins their series in six. And we have a Bucks versus Golden State finals. Okay. Now, I have to take Golden State, right? Because they're going to have Kevin back. So I do think Golden State is winning another championship this year. I don't think there's a way that you can stop them. But thank you again for uh, tuning in this week. And remember, if you enjoyed the show, to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can follow me on YouTube at Ricky Gray Jr. That stuff is actually a whole lot of fun. We're actually getting some views on that. I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. Uh, We'll actually be making another video this weekend. So tons of fun. Um, And you can follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast. You guys have an amazing weekend, and I will see you next week.